0: 19, do not. I was going to, that was my long roundabout way of saying welcome back, but you cut me off as per usual. So welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> this is Jess. You gotta, hey, this is Nikki Lauren. I thought you were going to say something else. Hi, it's Nikki Lauren. And this is the Not Carrie Bradshaw podcast. It's been a minute because Nikki's trash. I'm just playing. It's not Nikki's fault. Um, <laughs> It has been a minute, though. I don't remember our last episode. Really? I do. What was it about? I don't know. <laughs> Be lying. Anyway, we're going to kick this off, as per usual, with a fashion tip. That day. I like that. I don't know why. <laughs> it was, like, very childish, and we're tired. Um, so, do you have New Year's resolution? Yes, to find a man. No, I'm just kidding. She's
1: not kidding. Actually, I don't. No, I I didn't make any resolutions. I didn't make a vision vision board. Um, No. This isn't
0: like you. I'm worried about you. I just want a new job. That's my resolution. Okay. Um, Touch and agree. So one of my resolutions, it's not even for the new year. I'm in a constant state of being on this, is that I'm always trying to update my wardrobe. So I made a YouTube video about how to update your style. Everybody go check that out. It's amazing, obviously. But (laughs) one of the first steps to updating your wardrobe is establishing where you are in your current wardrobe. So my fashion tip for this episode, I can no longer say this week because we're trash. So for this episode (laughs) is to go through your closet. Pick out the things that you no longer wear, that you cannot fit, that you will not be able to reasonably fit anytime soon. Give those things away. Assess what you currently have and then go a step further and fix any of your current clothes that need to be fixed. One of the worst things in the world to me is looking for something to wear for work. The next day and then realizing, damn, I can't wear these pants because I need to get them hemmed. Damn, I can't wear this because I got a bleach stain on them and I need to get them dyed. Ooh. Damn, I can't wear these shoes because I need to get the tap repaired. Like yeah. things like that. So while we're still kind of fresh in the new year, like these are things that you can refresh, like slowly but surely. Take your dry cleaning. Ooh, I still
1: haven't taken my dry cleaning. From that one episode. Oh Nikki.
0: Ooh, just throw the whole bag. I was about to away um I think that this is a really good way to actually assess like where you are and what you have and so you have more access to more of your clothes I have a very close personal friend you know who you are um (laughs) (laughs) Nikki just dropped her mic it was not that funny (laughs) I have a close personal friend who only really like shops for events So she'll buy stuff that she needs to get altered and never get it altered. So like go through your closet and actually fix the clothes that you still have that need to be fixed. Get hems, um, put in huh? Taps. Yeah, get hems, get taps, replace buttons, whatever. That's my fashion tip for this week. Be the bad bitch that Amber Rose told us we could be. (laughs) And we'll be right back with our next segment. Bye y'all. A rough week. It's been rough. I'm tired. Why are you tired? Because people are stupid. Agreed. Um <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know where to begin. Like. I
1: don't even know where you're going with this. What, what
0: What? so I didn't tell you what we're gonna be discussing. Well, you have an idea, but you don't know where I'm going with this. Oh, so shit. In the wake of the R. Kelly documentary. Right. We're not going to go in depth about the R. Kelly documentary, so no one get alarmed. Um, One of the things that I came to realize is that we were all complicit. Mm -hmm. Like, we all knew or heard about or read about him being married to Aaliyah when she was 15. And for some reason, none of us paid attention. None of us really... I think because like during that time we didn't
1: have social media, obviously, but I think people were so used to like outlets like uh, the National Enquirer like making up stories,
0: and it was just like mm, that, that ain't true. So it couldn't be true. Okay, so just to touch on that, is it because we didn't believe? Did we not believe that that was a true thing?
1: I feel like a lo- especially a lot of black people like they hear stuff and we just be like, nah. Not by R. Kelly.
0: <laughs> right. Right. So, but I still feel like even after the sex tape came out, mm-hmm. I know for me personally, I will admit. Did you see the sex I never watched the sex tape? tape, but I will admit that even after that came out, I still listened to his music. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to search my mind even now to understand how or why I rationalized with myself that it was okay. See,
1: okay. Like I remember when the sex tape came out, i just remember like oh you know he peed on a girl but yeah i didn't know it was like a teenage girl not that it would be okay if it was a 30 year old well woman. no
0: no no some people are into being urinated on we're not here to kink shame that is something <laughs> no for real that is some people's kink yeah i don't understand it but it only needs to happen with consenting adults so when i first learned about
1: the tape i was like oh he peed on a girl like that's girls, but oh well i didn't know like it was a person under 18.
0: I did. And I will say the reason that I rationalized with it, the the way that I rationalized it, because back then I didn't quite understand consent. Mm -hmm. I did not really understand that a person who is under a certain age cannot consent to sex with a person not their same age. Mm -hmm. Because I remember I would watch Law and Order SVU and they would be like, oh, it's statutory rape. And I would be like, but she's in high school. Like, she knows. Like, she's okay. Yeah, and it's just like, she knows she having sex with a man who's 21. Like, some people just do that. Mm -hmm. I don't think that I understood, because I didn't really understand feminism and patriarchy and things like that until I got older, obviously, Mm -hmm. and until very recently in my life, actually. I was very much under the impression that a lot of people, unfortunately, still are, which is that, boys will be boys yeah and it was like how we're socialized to think that like you know gr- girls always know what they're doing and stuff like that mm-hmm. i bought into that a lot when i was young and i think that's why i was just like shit if she didn't want to be peed on she shouldn't have got peed on like it never she got up and left boom <laughs> <laughs> it never occurred to me like the manipulation and the grooming and the fact that that man was so much older than her and think. And manipulative. And, yeah, it, I, I didn't know or think about any of those things. It wasn't until the, I think it was the BuzzFeed News piece that came out on him um, a few years ago mm-hmm. where I was like, oh, R. Kelly is fucking sick. This nigga crazy. He, not. <laughs> and so from reading that piece a few years ago, that's when I stopped, I've been stopped listening to his music. Like mm-hmm. I couldn't, it just didn't sit right with me. To read about how he's basically like abducting, vulnerable, yeah, intentionally vulnerable young black girls and doing God knows what with them. And so said all that to say, I think that we were all collectively as a community turning a blind eye to his actions because, number one, we didn't have the language or the knowledge that we have now. But number two, because he was R. Kelly
1: but, you know, people like um, romanticize these figures because it, this kind of stuff happens in the church.
0: Yes. And we turn a blind eye to it mm-hmm. and and people and victims don't come forward. So sometimes you don't really know the extent of things. So here's what I'm struggling with. We, <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, I wish we could play the law and order music right here. Um, first of all, I'm having a really hard time reconciling. Um, some of my male friendships in the wake of these allegations because I'm seeing a lot of people asking the wrong questions mm-hmm. like oh well I don't see no documentaries about Harvey Weinstein or did it like making these like weird equivalencies mm-hmm. with with white men so like white men should be if white men are allowed to rape y'all should be allowed to rape that's
1: weird <laughs> like or this one um, why y'all still talking about these man
0: oh i've seen that i've also seen i've seen these girls knew what they was doing i'm like somebody on twitter was like just
1: just send him to jail so we can shut up about it and i was like well you do understand that in order to send him to jail we need to build a case right prosecute
0: this man Eh, maybe this is a step right i keep seeing everyone kind of step around him and
1: yeah, then, it's like, he's wrong. Like,
0: listen, yeah. he's wrong. And the fact that he was a victim of um, child molestation or sexual assault or... By his sister. Yeah. Um people felt like, oh, well, that's his, that can kind of excuse him. No. It's not an excuse. It's an explanation. But even I was reading that statistically, it's actually really rare for a person who was sexually assaulted to sexually assault someone else. That's actually not that common. Again, Law and Order SVU has led us to believe a lot of things that aren't I real. would think
1: it, that it would be common.
0: Um, I'll send you the article. Actually, I'll put it in the um, episode notes because okay. somebody tw- like tweeted it from an actual credible source, not like Wikipedia. Okay. So, um... Number one, I'm struggling to maintain friendships with people, period. But I'm mostly only seeing men do this who are saying, "Okay, what he did was wrong. But there is no but (laughs) and trying to make the argument that it's okay to still listen to his music, that you can separate the art from the artist. I think that that's true in cases in certain cases. But in this case, this art is about sexually abusing children. It was made while he was a sexual predator. It was made about him being a sexual predator while he was being a sexual predator in the studio. You can't separate it. This
1: is a reach, but this guy on Twitter was like when everybody was watching it, he posted, like he was listening, he made a video, he was listening to R. Kelly. He was like, everybody watching the documentary and this me, he's like dancing in the car like blasting R. Kelly. And I was like, that's kind of, this is a reach, but this is how stupid he sounded. I'm like, that's equivalent to you like, um saying oh i like those kkk sheets like y'all getting mad at the kkk but you still you're praising like what they're wearing or something like right
0: that. it's like <laughs> if those egyptian sheets those egyptian cotton <laughs> that, sheets that are cotton stellar stellar like, yeah that? or like if hitler was a great painter but he was painting concentration camps. right you can't separate the art <laughs> like from the artist the art? when the art is about The artist being a shit person. And I got into a really heated debate with somebody who I'm very close with, um, who I confided in about my own sexual assault. And I was just like, do you not understand that this is like a slap in my face? That you are the only one of the few men who I confided in about what happened to me. And you were incredibly supportive of me. Mm -hmm. And you were incredibly supportive of the women on the documentary who, you know, came out and told their stories and you felt like he was very sick, yet you think it's okay to listen to his music? I don't understand. Like I don't see the cognitive dissonance there. Like, why? Why Why do you think that that's okay? I and I still haven't been able to speak to him since then because I genuinely feel like it's a slap in my face and it's a slap in the faces of the victims.
1: Yeah, like, he should not be played. He should not be streaming. Like, he needs to be punished.
0: right. Um, So that's number one. And number two, how do we handle apologies in the wake of the Me Too era where people are actually coming out and saying I was sexually assaulted by this person? Um, This thing happened when the thing and I'm not making excuses, obviously, for this. But when these things happened during a time where we weren't really having these conversations, where we didn't have the language that we have now, how much grace can we show to people when they apologize for things where they mess up? Even with Kevin Hart, mm-hmm. with like his old tweets resurfacing. The reason that I struggled to forgive him is because he didn't seem to be genuinely sorry. He seemed to be annoyed. He was so annoyed. <laughs> He's annoying anyway. Well, yeah, but it's like you offended an entire community of people and you don't actually seem remorseful for yeah. it. Yeah. Um, But then there's a guy, um, Dan Harmon, who was, I think, the creator or the writer for the show community. Mm -hmm. And um, one of the women on his staff um, came out and said that he was sexual, like sexual misconduct. I don't Mm -hmm. remember the details, but he recorded his apology on his podcast. And it was the best apology I've ever heard of, like from a man who has actually done this. And Mm -hmm. he Because he owned every single part of it. He's Mm -hmm. like, I put you in a position. He's like, you know, you worked for me. I controlled your paycheck. I was attracted to you. And when you didn't return that attraction, I punished you. I slighted you. I took you off of certain projects. I was the person who was in power And I wielded that power over you because I felt rejected. It was wrong. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be a part of this kind of culture. I didn't know. And I was just like, and she actually forgave him because of of the acknowledgement 100% of what he did. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't happen very often because like with Chance the Rapper, remember like even with the whole thing with Kanye? Mm Mm-hmm. He came back and he apologized for defending him and people weren't OK with his apology. And I'm like, well, what more do you want from an apology? So I guess while we're having all these revelations about like these social issues that on topics that we need to discuss, how do we feel about apologies? When is it OK to accept them? When isn't it OK? Like, what do you require from a person mm-hmm. if they apologize to you? Like what, what's a good apology? What's good enough?
1: I mean, I think you have to have, like, the spirit of discernment, right? Like, because you could like, you have a Kanye who, you know, apologized for what he said about, like, the slave and the Donald Trump stuff. And yeah, did, like, a, that slavery, slavery was a choice. He's he's back on the Donald Trump kick, right? So, it's, right. Like, who do you, like, do I believe you or what? Like, what the hell? So, I think you just have to know, like, okay, does this feel, do I feel remorse? Do I feel confident in what he's saying? I think you just have to analyze. There's a series of things that you have to analyze for it, And I don't think it's just for all. Like, it's going to be on a case-by-case case case case. basis. Um, so that's hard for me because I'm, I've am i always been like, mm, you're dead to me.
0: So when strike her out. Yeah. <laughs> no, that is how you are. Like, when you're done with a person, you're super done with them. Um,
1: but I do realize that people make mistakes, too.
0: Um, and people can grow. Like, are we giving up on people's ability to grow? Like... Or to learn better.
1: I just, I don't, I don't like how, like, um, like, when we talk about, like, Harvey Weinstein or, like, Les Moonves mm-hmm, or CBS, mm-hmm. you know, these are these people that have rose to, like, the top of their yeah. careers. And they they kind of just get, like, a, a pat on the back. Like, oh, you know, we're just going to remove you from CBS. We're going to remove you from being the studio head but you still make all this
0: money. Mm-hmm. And I'm
1: just like, that's not fair. Like, even though they apologize, they're still going to just maintain this level of success
0: where they can st- where they still have a level of power that they can wield over yeah. whoever else is left. Yeah. So I don't I don't know. To I just your question. like I guess at this point, I feel like I don't want to be one of the people who believe all men are trash because I don't mm-hmm. believe that. But I think that because of the way men are socialized and because of the way women are socialized. Men just are blind in some areas. And I was having a conversation about this with one of my close um, girlfriends. Like, I don't know that I can talk to him anymore, Mm -hmm. knowing that not only he still listens to his music, but tried to justify to me, of all people, why he can. I don't know how to move forward in those kinds of relationships. Or another close um, male friend of mine when everyone was like live tweeting during mm-hmm. the documentary. And I think I told you th- about this at dinner that he DM'd me and was like, well, why is the age of consent? What it is. And I was like, well, why are you asking that question? And I could not get him to agree that it is wrong for a 30 year old man to romantically interact with a 15 year old girl. He was like, I don't know. And I was like, well, why don't you know and he's like, well, in other cultures, the age of consent is like 13. So are those other other cultures wrong? Like, I don't know that I can judge those other cultures. And I was like, dude, seriously?
1: C- culture or not, like, what's, you know what's right and what's wrong. Like, you know that a 13-year-old cannot make a sound decision like a 30-year-old.
0: You know what I'm saying? At all. Like, like there's a level <laughs> of power and experience and judgment that an adult has over a child. That's why parents are older than children. Like, what do you mean? Yeah. I cannot talk to him. But I... I I'm struggling with those friendships and you know this about me like I'm very sensitive to misogyny Mm -hmm. so I've cut off a lot of dudes who I know because I can't tolerate it but I'm wondering am I being too harsh and how do I deal with those kinds of relationships just taking into account that like this is just kind of how the world is set up and men don't know any better. But I feel like that adds to the problem. I don't know. At this point, I'm not going to have no male friends. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. I I think that you have to, you have to teach. You know And I I
1: try. And if they don't get it, then I just don't think that there's space for that person in your life. You know? Right. It's like dead weight. Like, nigga, why am I dragging you along if you don't get common shit?
0: And that's the thing with a lot of this it's just common sense like did you see what masterpiece
1: is because wait let me go back to your friend because if your your friend had a daughter who was 13 and she brought home a 30 year old man you would you would have a problem with that
0: and he has a daughter so that's why I was even more confused it's like why are you comparing yourself to other cultures that you don't even know about you're just pulling that out of your ass (laughs) like Name, which one, name one name yeah, one and it's like I don't think that any of the women in that culture are going to tell you that they were particularly happy about being a, a child bride <laughs> like are you being serious they, they don't have a choice in the matter yeah what it's like it's so bizarre but it's such like a level of common sense that isn't there that it's bizarre to even try to explain to somebody why it's wrong but again I don't know how to talk to that person
1: I just want people to see this coming from like someone in their family or it happening to them. Like,
0: But I hate that that's necessary. Like, why don't you have enough empathy to just see the humanity in another person? Why does it take for something to happen that close to you for you to give a shit?
1: sadly it, it does like that it's gonna happen because i guarantee you if his sister was azriel or yeah the dominique or whatever he would not be like oh am i still gonna listen to r kelly be like fuck no hell no right people just don't think outside of the box people are so like we were talking about lack of self-awareness and stuff mm-hmm. people are only concerned about like their four corners yeah and they can't make like sound decisions about other things that go on outside of their box or their bubble bubble.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But I, I think that I'm just having such a hard time even seeing people. Um, like we have a mutual friend from middle and high school, um, who was really open about like the fact that she was sexually abused by her dad for years and just seeing the way people were actually arguing with her on Twitter, about this situation and it's like how the fuck can you tell someone who is (laughs) a victim how they should feel or how they should have handled something when they were a like it was so upsetting and I have like really been like struggling to manage my rage against stupidity no 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 I just put the phone down no (laughs) I just had to put the phone down for that but just like moving through the like navigating the world when you see the darkness Mm -hmm. and the willful stupidity of people. Like you gon circle all the way around the oblivious truth just so you can listen to step in the name of love. Nigga, listen to the electric slide. Boogie boogie boogie. Like it's so (laughs) much I guess, like, because I haven't been listening to him for so many years, it's like there's so many other artists that you can listen to. I know. But I'm
1: glad this has come to the forefront, though, because I think people are just being more cognizant of what they do and what they say.
0: Like, time's up. You know what, though? The silence on a lot of people's part is very loud, though. Like, certain people who aren't saying anything like i'm not gonna call no names. um we have well we have a friend who shall remain nameless here who was saying like that she didn't judge any of the other artists who didn't agree to be in the documentary because i was saying like as if we need more reasons to love john legend Mm -hmm. i was really happy that he so proudly spoke up um and spoke out against R. Kelly. Mm-hmm. But it was upsetting to me that he was the only. The only male. Yeah. And our friend was like, well, I'm not going to condemn those other celebrities because I understand why they want to stay away from this. It's messy. Is it though? Because it seems like very black and white to me. Like, this is wrong. Why can't you just say that That's shit wrong. ain't right? Like, what's yeah. what? I, I don't know. Like, because I'm trying not to judge other people for the way they're handling this, but it's becoming really difficult. Like Jay-Z? I don't I'm I don't know anything about Mr. Carter. Like I really it, because you have to wonder, and not just about him, but about a lot of the people who aren't saying anything, are you remaining silent because you don't want your skeletons out of the closet? Probably. Which, again, circles back to my other point, how much grace can we give people? Because I was even looking at Iyanla, um on Sway's show, mm-hmm. and Iyanla was being incredibly sympathetic to R. Kelly, saying, like, he's sick and, you know we need to get him help. And she said that he actually did reach out to her show Mm -hmm. to get help. But the requirement for people to work with her is that they have to have, they have to be able to state the outcome that they want. And she was saying he genuinely does not have the capacity to admit that he has a problem in order to get the help. And I'm just like, you know, we all... A lot of people have issues with the way Iyana handles the trauma of black men. She's mm-hmm. a little bit more so, forgiving. Like, oh, I was talking about this show. Like, her Yeah. That, yeah. People say, though, that on her show, I don't watch it. Um, not intentionally. I just never get around to it. But that she's much more forgiving and much more kind to the trauma of black men than black women. Like how she called um, nephew a gutter night. I think it's equal. She can okay. bring on Okay. Everybody. Okay. <laughs> um well either way she she was saying you know obviously she condemns what he did but he's sick mm-hmm. and she more she blames the parents and the people who enabled him more than she blames him mm-hmm. and I kind of
1: took issue with that too a little bit well she does a lot of that on her show she's all about like figuring out the patho uh, pathology pathology yes that's the word so she's like how did we get here okay okay so I could see why she said that if you watch the show you could see like how she digs deep into like okay what happened to your childhood what happened to your mom what happened to your mom's mom how is this why is this like a reoccurring cycle okay the fact that his sister did it to him okay did someone do it to her her yeah
0: okay okay but she was saying that like pathological okay why didn't anybody get him help why didn't anybody try to get him a tutor to help him learn how to read she was kind of making it seem like he's mentally incapacitated I think so oh 100 um so again I don't know why like when I watch the documentary and I sit there and
1: I'm listening to this the security or the assistant guy he's he's been there all this time and it's just like why the fuck did you think this was okay? Because he was being paid. It's Still, like, I just feel like a, there's a level of, like, morals and ethics that, like, you cannot pay me enough. You can't pay me a certain amount of money to do dumb shit. Like, I'm just like, money is not that. It doesn't mean
0: anything. Hey, I feel you. Um, And I think a lot of people have questions for him and most of the people who were around him. Like, even the girl. Mm, I was really disappointed about, like, his ex-wife's that video where she was kind of like defending him. And even though it was from like a couple of years ago, I hate that that happened because now you've discredited yourself Mm -hmm. and you have Kind of discredited the other victims because people already were shaky on believing them inexplicably. But because you come out defending him and saying, like, oh, he did all these things in the face of adversity and he came through the storm, and you know, like, well, what happened between then and now? Like, I had questions, but like, I didn't want to question strange. her at all. She, she weird to me. What, Andrea Kelly? Yeah. How sad. Something something about about her. About
1: her is like just kind of off.
0: Like, "Mm, yeah. What are you talking about? (laughs) Like, I guess I'm trying to when I was listening to Iola talk about it, I was wondering, like, should I be looking at this with more of a a a gentle eye? Because I, I just felt rage and I just don't think I'm evolved enough. I I do
1: you think R. Kelly is sitting at home saying, like What I'm doing, ain't nothing wrong with this.
0: I don't think that he knows there's anything wrong with what he's doing.
1: But I still think, like, you know deep down in your heart that you should not hit a woman. You know deep down in your heart that you should not abuse someone. Like, you know what you're doing. You may not be able to verbalize it, but you know in your spirit that, okay, this is wrong.
0: Well, that's the thing, though. I don't like, I I try not to use this term, but... People who are really crazy don't know that they're crazy. That's what actually makes them crazy. I think it is possible that on some level he does not know. And now that it's being brought to light, it's like, oh, maybe this is messed up since all the people who were close to me are saying it. You've had everyone around you your whole life enabling Mm -hmm. your actions no one around you has told you, stop, what you're doing is wrong. So, how would you know? And I would like to think that if you see a person in pain, you know that that is pain that you've caused. So, you right. know that it's wrong. I don't know. I'm not in his head. I, I don't know. I do believe that he's sick, but I don't think that he's willing to admit that he has a sickness. Because I think maybe on some level he does not know. And it's bizarre and it's sad that like your lack of knowledge and awareness has played itself out in the lives of all these people. Like you have wrecked these women. Wrecked. Yeah. That's sad. Mm. And I'm like, I'm happy. Kay Michelle was in the house. What? Kay Michelle was in the house. She was.
1: Maybe we should say in the studio, but she kind of briefly talked talked about it. Like, oh, how she thought that
0: she was coming. To like work with him, or am I getting him confused? Some producer or some person she thought that she was gonna be working with, and then they got weird
1: was it it that it could have been him but she she had like been working with him this was like the beginning of her career Mm -hmm. and she said that he was like abusive (laughs) and just not a nice person and she just made the decision to leave and he told her he was like ain't nobody gonna wanna work with you you ugly you know you can't sing you're trash blah 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 but she said she just walked away like she didn't allow that to like Um, Keep her there. Like
0: he's trying to manipulate her. Yeah, and see, I feel like because there are women who have the wherewithal to walk away from that kind of manipulation, people think that all women Mm -hmm. have the capacity to do that. Like I was even having a conversation with somebody where they were like, I understand about the girls, but what about the adult women who were old enough to consent? And I was like, you guys have to consider the fact that there are women who we know who are right now being manipulated. (laughs) By men that they're in relationships with and have no idea. No, like, some I people hear. don't even know that that they're being manipulated. So, for you to expect for a child or for anybody to always have... Oh, they them. don't know how to articulate that. Yeah. Like,
1: because like, you you know, like, when you feel bad. Like, you know, yeah. you're just like, oh, like, why is he doing this to me? Like, you... That's kind of, like, indication, like, something is wrong. Right. But you don't... You may not know that that's manipulation, but you know that
0: sums off well even when we were uh having the conversation with the um the fish and grits podcast look out for that episode um that we were telling them offset probably does not know that what he did by going to cardi's show was manipulation Mm -hmm. but because it's been it's so deeply ingrained in our culture that men are supposed to do grand gestures to win women back He has no concept of the fact that that's emotional manipulation. He did what he thought that he was supposed to do. So, Mm -hmm. again, how forgiving can we be of people when they just don't know any better? And I still feel like it's an explanation, not an excuse. And I'm just having a really hard time navigating it.
1: I think you just got to pray and ask God to give you the spirit of discernment and to take people not kill them but just to remove people out of your life that don't
0: align with your values Mm, I like it auntie Mm -hmm. auntie's love to tell you to just pray on it
1: but that's real like every time I've prayed like every time I've asked God to like remove somebody out of my life or circle that doesn't belong or that just doesn't align with what I like and where I'm going Mm -hmm. it has happened like even with like
0: friendships do you have a hard time letting go of those people absolutely not See, I think that, like, we say, have a spirit of discernment, but you have to also have the courage because to act on it. I
1: don't think it happens overnight. It's like right. a buildup. Like, things start happening. You start noticing things. You're just like, oh, I don't like that. Or I'm not comfortable with that. Or why is this person doing that? And you just start to feel, in my case, um, I just start to feel like, why, why is she acting like that? Or why is she doing that? Or I cannot be around this girl. Like, you know, she doesn't make me feel good. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, mm-hmm. mm, like she's supposed to be my friend but like every time we hang out like it's just kind of like draining yeah Uh, not even draining it's just like I don't like what you're doing or I don't Mm. like what you're saying like Mm. you know what I'm saying like one time um we were hanging out we were driving and like she backed up and hit someone's car and was like oh let me drive off like I'm not that type of person like you know what I'm saying like just like that those types of things Yeah. I, was like, I know i'm not like that so i had to pray about it so over time i was just like okay i got to let this person go and i
0: had no problem doing that okay so i have things to work on <laughs> oh. i do like i just don't i think that i struggle to give up on people because i'm i guess i'm so hyper aware of the areas where i'm blind or the areas where i need to work that i don't like the idea of people around me giving up on me Mm -hmm. Like while I'm a work in progress. So I don't I'm I'm just never quick to throw people away. Not saying that you're quick, but it does take me a while to, quote unquote, throw people away or even like reorganize like where like what pockets they fall into Mm -hmm. in my life. And I think that at this place where we are, like as a society, the things that we're discussing, I really have to Mm deprioritize some of the men who were like super important to me that I talk to every single day like that I confide in you can no longer be that close
1: yeah.
0: to me because I this is a value thing that Hello. I can't like I can't okay <laughs> I wish y'all could have just seen it it's like a it's, it's a lack of like values or character to me and mm-hmm. then I'm thinking like if I have kids I don't think these are people that I want around my kids hell like so like we may as well start cleaning shit out now.
1: Yeah. Or like like I tell one of my mentees, like you have to know where to place people. Yeah. Like so if you feel like it's just somebody that you're not willing to part ways with because you hold something like deep down inside, dear to them, whatever the case may be, you've known them all your life or something, I don't know like maybe it's like okay this is somebody I check in on like once a year or every six months like you know like okay I, for me this has worked for me It mm-hmm. can't be for mm-hmm. anybody else but like I'm very in tune on how I like to feel right mm-hmm. so like when I know that yeah I'm you are to feel like agitated or just like I just like I don't like this so I'm gonna like leave the situation
0: oh we know so <laughs> N- Nikki's friends know <laughs> talk about ghosts <laughs> Man, you'd be like, well, what we do anyway? OK, well, I have some good things to take away Yay, from this things to work on. Um, guys, let us know what you think about these topics. Are you just turning a blind eye to the people in your life who are R. Kelly sympathizers? How are you dealing? Yes. And tell us what you're doing. Dropped. Yes. How are you coping mental in terms of your mental health? What are you doing for self-care in the wake of R. Kelly?
1: Or what have you done before that you didn't realize you were doing
0: Mm. and now has
1: been brought to your attention?
0: Yes. Drop down the comments. We'll be right back to wrap up the show. segment was so heavy. We want to end the episode on a high note. First off, we want to shout out Marseille Martin Woo-hoo. We are so excited about the movie, Little.
1: I'm so excited about the movie. Like, it made me feel good watching the trailer. I was like, yeah. It did
0: something like in your spirit, right? Yeah, I was like, black, romantic. Well, it's not really romantic, but black comedy. A quality oh, comedy, too. It good. It looks like the writing is good. Mm-hmm. The part where Issa was like, black people don't do that. I love stuff like that. Yeah. Tracy, the girl that wrote Girls Trip, wrote this. Okay, I can see that. I'm really excited about it. I hope to somehow um, get some work doing some red carpet coverage. If you know somebody, hit me up.
1: Not hope. You will be doing red carpet media coverage for the movie Little, and you will be at Essence Music Fest.
0: Touch and agree. Touch and agree. Booyah. So that's first. Second, we have, speaking of R&B from the (laughs) 90s, but we just had a moment on a on happy rain. note, so we have some revelations about some, some things. Did you know? Did you realize that the song Rain by SWV is about getting covered with... A form of ejaculation. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I just made this clear to Nikki and she lost her shit. Just say it. It's about a man coming on you. You didn't say it like that. I'm. Pregnant. I'm not gonna say that. She said. You say it. Then. <laughs> what did I say? She said. Did you know the rain was about a man,
1: nothing
0: on you? <laughs> I try to be professional, and you just won't allow me to. But when you listen to the, li- I was on the train one day, and it came on. If you, if you can imagine the shock on my face, and I was way? like, wait a minute. What are the Sometimes it's soft as a misty rain <laughs> that gently touches my soul. It cools the fire that burns in me and I simply lose control.
1: Sometimes it's soft <laughs> as a misty rain.
0: That was really bad. There's another part where it's just like super on the nose. I have oh to find it.
1: God. Yo, so, we gonna do a segment on did you know R&B songs in the 90s. Like, bitch, I didn't know that's what they were talking about it's
0: quite graphic when you actually hear it let your love just fall like raindrops (laughs) full as a dam at capacity my passion's about to explode I can't escape it's surrounding me I'm caught in a storm that I don't need no shelter from I love this poetic thing that we have going Oh, I heard you there. You really tried. You really tried. <laughs> I'll give you background music. Thank you so much. Okay. Shower. shower <laughs> sprinkle, sprinkle. Sprinkle. Fall down on let love is following follow. me. Right. Okay, you you did um, a lot. So, Nikki, share yours. Okay. did you know? <laughs> <laughs> so, as I'm
1: scrolling through my Twitter feed, because Twitter is back off. Instagram, Twitter never left. Instagram is whack. Twitter is it. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Um, Nick St. Laurent, if you want to follow me. But, I'm scrolling, and I see that Bust the Rhymes and Janet Jackson video from Back gonna in the make, Day. Gonna make, gonna make, gonna make your body wet. Wet. It's basically about... It's like being inside of a vagina.
0: That video cost like a million dollars to make. It was honestly one of the best videos ever made. It (laughs) cost so much. I loved the wardrobe. That whole futuristic. But you remember that was like a huge fashion element. It was, but nobody knew that it was like them inside of a
1: vagina. And Busta Rhymes was the sperm getting to the egg. And then once he got in... He transformed into Buster. Remember, he, it was just like his face and <gasps> was fast.
0: it was It the, the silver, like. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was the Vash. So, yeah, it was about um, bringing life into this world, it I suppose. Was. It's so beautiful. It oh. is beautiful and not at all discomforting. No. Hype Williams is that dude. Can I say that even though, in retrospect, Belly did not have the best actors. The <laughs> opening. <laughs> Africa's Far. Africa's Far. The opening. Sometimes I will just randomly text Nikki Africa's Far just because. Uh, and Rebae. I do it to Rebae all the time. Um, the opening scene of Belly just alone should have won, won an it's award. It's one of a chi. It's amazing. Like how, but how did the
1: music supervisor know to even break that song down? Oh, man. Down Right, and then well, okay, so when we went to Complex Con, um, there was a panel, it was like the 20 year anniversary, and it was Nas, Hyde Williams, and Tion, like I know her. T-box. <laughs> T-box. <I'm
0: sitting> <laughs> like,
1: <holy laughs> and so, Hyde was saying they were talking about how, like, when they shot that scene, Hyde wanted them to all look greasy so Nas was like on set and he said like they were so greasy he was like what the fuck like why do I have like a whole thing of like Vaseline on me but he was trying to get that shot and they were like what the fuck is going on then he also said that Jay-Z was supposed to be Tommy I'm glad. I'm glad, glad that didn't ahead. happen. Yeah, that would have been. You know,
0: DMX is an amazing actor. Mm-hmm. He's really good. And he, I was saying, like he
1: got a lot of pushback on that because at the time, DMX was still like very underground, mm-hmm. and people knew that he was like so rah-rah and he was like, why would you even like hire him? Like, is he gonna be able to like be
0: okay on set? Like, is yeah. he gonna cause
1: confrontation? But he
0: pulled through. He, uh, man, I will. I will say that when I was little, and the first time I saw Billy And the scene with Keisha, I thought, why the fuck is she so shiny? He wanted everybody shiny. But yeah, but when I grew up, I was like, damn, that was kind of a dope scene. Because in retrospect, I feel like it was highlighting dark skin. Like it was trying, I feel like it was trying to communicate like the beauty of dark skin, even in a dark room don't even talk about a bank that, like
1: she was so beautiful she like she uh, was
0: a beauty i'll never get over it Where is she? and she had like body yeah she was hot. she was an amazon she, she was, was so beautiful she was A vibe well she was in that movie of uh, oh my god she i don't like you for bringing that up she was in that movie a bronx tale right really? she was a little girl like <gasps> yeah, yeah but was. the last time we saw her was in a Jaheim video I think or did you watch Soul Food
1: the series
0: no she was oh
1: what that was no
0: um, um, do you watch Greenleaf sorry no no. (gasps) and people keep telling me that i should get into it i and i i I, I stopped watching queen sugar for some reason i just didn't feel pulled in i'm sorry i didn't feel pulled in too on the first season don't watch the first season just watch the just drop in
1: just you can okay start on the third season on netflix
0: okay well before we close out what are you currently watching um okay so you just got me into Sherlock Sherlock let me tell y'all Sherlock is on Netflix it's also one of the downloadable shows on Netflix it is so good Nikki and I are huge fans of British crime dramas I think I watch them more than you do because I'm like obsessed Sherlock is so good and you know what I just realized you know Benedict Cumberbatch plays Doctor Strange in the Marvel Universe. Oh, no, I no, didn't no, no. And Doctor Watson plays like the um the Shield agent oh, wow. who was in Black Panther Yes, and I'm just yes, like, this yes, is yes. so cute. Okay, did you guys I do this on purpose? It's so cute. I absolutely love it. Go okay, ahead, though. Be, but seriously, just get past the first um, episode. Because the first episode, I was like, hmm, It's difficult because so they talk really fast. But it gets really good. And I did turn on subtitles. But yeah, <laughs> Power Through Episode 1. Power yeah. Through um, Friends from College.
1: Yes, it's back so, for season 2. Oh, you know what I really like on Netflix? Um, the Kaminsky Project. Okay. <gasps> oh What's my it is? Michael Douglas and um Arlon Arcob, I think it's the same. Did you ever watch any of like The Oceans 11? Yeah. So, okay, you know the older guy? Okay. Uh, he's in it. So basically it's you watch great Frankie and Grace, Grace and Frankie. Yeah. So it's like the male version of that. So oh. it's like this this older these older male friends or whatever. One guy's an actor, the other guy is his um agent. And they're just coping with getting old. And it's hilarious. Okay. It's so
0: I love funny. a coming of age. Yeah. Um, at that level of age. Yeah. It's cute. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So that's good. I just finished that. And then I have a lot of shows to catch up on. I do too. I need to catch up on Black Lightning. I need to catch up on Grownish. I like the first two episodes. Um, I just finished all of Sherlock. I'm about to actually see if on BBC America they have like a current season running. Because... Mm. I'm dying. I need to know what happens. It's really good. Uh, looking forward to the Luther movie that's going to be made. Oh, we need to be like PAs or something on that. How can um, we get in? I'm not willing to take that kind of pay cut. Just like... Just let me visit to sit.
1: Okay. Oh, maybe you could be like a unit like journalist. Oh! <gasps>
0: touch and agree oh
1: my god okay
0: okay okay um i'm almost done with season two of uh friends from college because nikki is slow
1: oh my god <laughs> that show is so
0: fucking good if you heard if you haven't watched season one it's woo. so well written it's so funny i love it okay well we ended on a on a happy good note oh i have a book um suggestion oh yeah tell T- us
1: new book tea Tea? It's so good. Like, it's not really tea. Like, you, she's not talking about, like, Ike. Like, she talking okay, about Ike a little bit, but Okay, we know that story. Right. But she's talking about how she found love, like, in her, like, 60s. And, like... Say, I
0: don't want to have to wait till my no, 60s
1: to find no. love. But she, she dated, um, Irwin... She met her in her 50s. They've been dating since, like, the 80s. They just recently got married because she turned him down, like, three times. She was like, I don't want to get married. Like, I've been there, done that. Okay, and that gives me hope. Um, but she, she, she's she been living her best life. She has struggled with a few illnesses or whatever. But now I feel closer to Tina. I think that she's my oh, IT. Oh, my God. Um, I am a huge fan. After reading the book, I think you will really like it. It was a page-turner. Okay. Um, Mackenzie- Page-turner. <laughs>
0: She did there. Uh,
1: McKenzie read it in one day. Okay, Lacy read it in a uh, day and a half. My mom—they didn't believe me. My mom read like
0: she was. Well, why, why didn't you bring me that instead of the book it in of Atlanta. poetry? I left it in Atlanta, which I'm thankful for the book of poetry. But okay, fine. I'll purchase my own book, or if someone would like to gift me, yeah. Thank but you. it's
1: really good. Guys, read it. It's, it's beautiful
0: okay well this was fun we're back we'll try to be back sooner if Nikki's not being trashed thanks for listening um, like comment subscribe I am on Instagram at not Carrie Bradshaw Nikki is on Twitter at Nick St. do you want to spell it or you just want them to figure it out
1: <laughs> N-I-K S-A-I-N-T L-A-U-R-E-N-T
0: I love it alright bye guys until bye. next time